Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Good Monday afternoon. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. What happened to the sunshine? I was out and about earlier today and I thought, what a beautiful day. Blue sky, love the white snow. And then all of a sudden it became very overcast and quite cool this week kind of up and down again as we've been hearing in the weather forecast but uh, thanks for spending part of your day with us we are now into almost the end of november beginning of december and we know that christmas of course is the time of giving and this is where a lot of charities will be asking you to help them out and we've we've heard it. We we know there's going to be the the Salvation Kettle campaign. Actually, it was earlier today. Rob was talking about our cashless society, and I always feel bad with the Salvation Army because they sit there and they ring their bells, and I tip my hat to all those volunteers. But it's harder and harder for people to actually have cash to put in the kettle. And there's other ways to do it, and we'll find out more about that this half hour. But I want to talk about your giving decisions. How do you go about deciding which chair? you are going to support and for a long time a lot of people would look at where are their dollars going our Calgary Children's Foundation which by the way we have pledge day coming up on December 1st we are quite proud to say that we have very low admin fees most of the money I think it's 98 96 cents it goes right to the charity and and I have prided myself on that However, my next guest is probably going to try to have me thinking differently. Marina Glogovac is the president and CEO of CanadaHelps.org. She joins us today. Hello, Marina. Hi there. And as I said, I think a lot of people look at this administration, the ratio or how much is going to the administration, how much it is to run the organization as opposed to actually the people who I'm hoping to help. Are you saying I'm misguided in looking at that? Um, not necessarily, Angela. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a fairly complex and kind of nuanced argument. It's not, it's not about being misguided as much as I think uh, it's about, um, it's about, uh, you know, looking at that one factor at the exclusion of everything else is erroneous, right? Because I mean, you know, there are many, many reasons, but uh, it's, you know, a lot of Canadians, I think, are fearful that charities will be spending money on something else than the programs. Mm-hmm. I, when we looked at the uh, the T3410 uh, um, uh, filings from all charities for the last six years, we actually have seen that that, uh, you know, that that fear is misplaced, that most, you know, the, the kind of, uh, the average amount that charities spend on what's called management and administration that includes fundraising is 9%. The CRA issued uh, a guidance in 2009 that basically said uh, the fundraising costs over 35% in their wisdom will be, might be subject to review. So, 
sometimes I know there, there, every now and then there is, you know, a scandal. There is some, you know, media story that says, you know, uh, somebody has, you know, somebody's salary is huge and yeah. some charity has spent tons of money. But in my experience with the charitable sector, Angela, and I was uh, a CEO in the for-profit sector and leader for 23 years before I got involved with Canada Helps, and we help smaller charities across Canada, and we actually have an amazing platform for Canadians to donate to charities. What I've seen, and I met with hundreds of charities across this nation, and I've looked at so much data, I think that fear is misplaced. Charities are scrutinized very, very, very heavily, far more heavily than businesses, right? And I've never met more people who are like honest, who are modest, who have incredible levels of integrity. But I'll tell you where I observe that this obsession with admin ratio to the exclusion of everything else is hurting, right? Because we, in doing that, we basically have said, look, we want you to solve our problems. We want you to figure out how to feed more uh, hungry kids, how to, you know, give more kids uh, snowsuits if they can't afford them, how to, you know, go and visit more seniors. But can you do that without investing into your charity's capacity? Can you do that by hiring very low-paid staff and running very old computers and not really you know, being able to invest into the kind of the research and, you know, data literacy or anything else that can actually help you scale those results. So that's when we started talking about people needing to really pay attention to impact of the charity, even medium and long-term, and not just the short-term service. Because many charities in fear, they live in fear to spend on themselves. Like I've seen that firsthand. And that actually results paradoxically in the type of the inefficiency yeah. that owners are afraid of. That impact because you're talking about. We think, well, Angela, when we think about businesses, like we first, we evaluate a business, right? What we invest in. We first look at the results of that business. We don't necessarily go, well, how much are the salaries? We go, wow, like look at their sales, look at their customers, look at, you know, what they've done. I mean, somewhere along the line, we started looking at efficiency of the business as well. But we really look at the results. And we actually understand that in order for this business to scale up and to be successful and to grow, of course, they're going to invest into their core capacity. How else are they going to grow? Well, strangely, when we talk about scaling of the social good, which honestly, in my opinion, is far more complex and it calls for a much higher skill level of thinking, of doing, of, of understanding than, you know, the generating profit. It, it, of course, it's hard. The business world is hard as well. But you know what I mean? Here, all of a sudden, we say, no, we want to scale. We want charities to have impact. We want charities to continue to grow and fill an incredible gap that is left open by the government and the businesses. But can they do that on nothing? Mm. Because we really don't like, and you know, I was one of these people. <laughs> so I mean, I understand because there is not. Although charities are incredibly transparent, like we can see everything. They have to file with CRA every year. They can be subject to audits. We can see their filing. We can see their annual report. I mean, the the the, require, the disclosure level is huge, right? So we can we can get all this information, but still somehow I think donors are mistrustful. But that mistrust is misplaced. The data doesn't bear it up. And my personal observations of, of again, meeting with, with hundreds of smaller charities across Canada does not bear it out. If anything, I really wish that all those charities can and do and will invest more into themselves because I see the work that they're doing. 
Marina, and I want to do more of it. Yeah, Marina, actually, and I, and I think people are pretty familiar with Canada Helps, but I should have asked because I'm quite familiar with it and I've used Canada Helps for a number of my online right. donations. But for Thank someone you. who is hearing about Canada Helps for the first time, maybe just uh, just describe what your operation yeah, so, does. So we're a charity, we're a social enterprise, but we are a charity. We have an online donations platform where Canadians like you, Angela, can come and donate to any registered charity in Canada. They can fundraise for a charity. They can give a gift to securities. Um, we also build technology for smaller charities, so the smaller charities do not fall behind the kind of the technology and the digital divide. And because we're a charity, our rates are extraordinarily low compared to all of our for-profit competitors. So we charge between three and four percent, and that includes all the credit card processing fees and all the uh, the, the the payment processor fees, which are on top of that. You're a charity so that helps other. Easy, you're, very, you're, you're a charity, Marina, that helps other charities, smaller charities, we are, right? That's that's right. Yeah, yeah. So. and we love other charities. And honestly, I mean, we are self-funded social enterprise, which is a charity. We have a slightly different funding mechanism. Um, but I've got to know charities, Angela, after being in the for-profit world for 23 years. And I've really seen how it, it, this to me is somewhat strange. And this is why we have started talking a lot about how can charities communicate impact. I mean, it's a complex kind of loop, right? Because charities, especially because they're so void of capacity, they also are not necessarily great at communicating their impact and putting it in, you know, the language that appeals yeah. to donors. And they have to become better at it, right? But that calls for capacity. You know, nobody wants to invest into a capacity of a charity, right? And sometimes charities struggle to come up with programs because that's what donors want. You know, it's not either or. You know, somewhere in between is the right balance. But but honestly, from everything that I've seen, the fear that charities are misspending money is so far misplaced. Angela, when I took my son, who got sick a couple of years ago, to a small charity that Thank God they were there. Thank God somebody kept that door open. I was appalled. And I thought to myself, how can I help this person help more people like my son? Marina, hold on then. It's because the, it's the yeah. opposite. It's yeah. the opposite. I, I want to take a break here. All right. So if you're saying admin ratio, don't be looking at that. Look at the impact. you got to break that down for my listeners. I want to take a break. 403-974-8255. That's the number to text or call. Would love to hear your text, especially when it comes to your decision on where your charitable dollars should go. Marina Glogovac is a president and CEO of CanadaHelps.org. Back with Marina after this. Is there a charity that you support? Curious as to how you made your decision on whether or not you would be giving your dollars there. And lots of times it may be a, a personal connection. We know uh, Canadian Cancer Society may get a lot of people donating to them. But a lot of times we have looked at this admin ratio and Marina Glogovac uh, with CanadaHelps.org says that might not be the way to look at the success of a charity. And and Marina, you talk about they've got to be able to uh, share the impact they are having. How do you define impact so that the donor understands the charity's mm-hmm. work? Mm-hmm. Um, well, impact could be defined either as the short-term impact. So this is, you know, number of children fed, a number of, you know, animals saved, uh, you know, land that, that has been um, preserved. 
and it could be a longer-term impact, Angela. So charities have been, in the last few years, because this has become, really has been coming into a focus uh, for charities, and any type of kind of philanthropic uh, endeavor is that uh, charities should also define a longer-term goal. Why are they there? What are they trying to solve, to eradicate, to, uh, you know, what, what, you know, what are they trying to achieve in a longer term? And to then actually be able to communicate to donors and to other stakeholders how they're doing um, on, on sort of the road to there, right? Mm-hmm. How are they progressing? And I think, I mean, the, you know, the more charities are able to formulate that and the more donors are able to, at a glance, or, or easier, uh, see the impact of a charity, that will then complete the picture. So what I'm arguing is that the, uh, you know, the admin and management fees, you know, which is about, you know, rent and uh, computers and accounting system and salaries and, you know, board meetings and, uh, you know, marketing, that that's one side of the picture and that it cannot be viewed in isolation of what that charity is trying to achieve what is it achieving? How is it progressing to that, toward, towards that goal? Really only together, when you look at the two things together, can you, I think, have a more and better uh, and more complete picture. Uh, but I'm in addition arguing that charities need to invest in themselves. It is consequential for all of us. I, I personally want charities to, to invest in themselves, and I trust them to do so well. I'm torn between... <laughs> Large charities, I'm torn between very large charities because then I think they've got such overhead. And then at the same time, and I know Canada helps help smaller charities then my other problem is i feel like sometimes there's so many small charities that there's a duplication of service so i i don't know where i fall sometimes but i know that's the concern the bigger the charity then less of my dollars are going to the front line yeah well listen yeah i i i i share that uh you know having said that again you know it all it's all different until it touches you right So I was at a big hospital earlier this year. I was sick, and <laughs> I surely appreciated the fact that they can raise lots of money so that down the, down the line I can have the services as a Canadian, and actually every Canadian can have access to the same services for free. But we right? have we have our we pay taxes, so we're a little bit different than in the states where they have we, charities, yeah. hospitals raising a lot of money. I think sometimes that's a tough one for Canadians yeah, to swallow we, too. We so. do pay, ta- you know, it's yes, we do pay taxes. You know, and it's interesting because again, having come here from the for-profit world, yes, we do have we do pay taxes. But then, you know, charities don't have access to tons of you know capital uh, loopholes, programs, uh, subsidies, and all sorts of things that I actually we had at my disposal when I was in the for-profit world. It's a complex picture, yeah. you know, and, it's, and you know what? It's not black and white because I agree with you. Yes, there is some overlap. Charitable, uh, charitable space is super regulated by the CRA, but yes, there is overlap. And there has been a trend in the last couple of years for consolidation, which I think it's a good thing, yeah. right? Um, I personally support smaller charities uh, because I've come to appreciate the lives they touch, you know, the local ones that, you know, I think everybody has their own. And like you said, I know that, uh, you know, I know that my dollar will have more leverage there. Uh, But, you know, that's, again, that's not to say that, you know, we, where would we be without, you know, the larger charities that really just support us all? And, 
you know, I mean, in general, I think the needs for charity services are increasing and will be increasing over the next couple of decades because of a number of trends that are boosting the demands for, you know, the kinds of services the charities provide from the aging of the population to the shift in family structure, immigration. And the government, the government offloading a lot of this onto the government. Well, that was my biggest shock when I got into the charitable sector. Actually, you know, and I thought I was an educated and engaged Canadian, but I actually didn't even realize just how many things, like for example, you know, when you're blind in this country, God forbid, you're in the services of a charity. I had no idea. And so many other things. So, I mean, I think part of the problem is that most Canadians do not see the charitable sector as the sector, as actually a huge sector that employs almost 12% of of Canadian workforce. Mm. Um, you know, Marina, it, it Marina, is a space, uh, yeah, right? I'm out of time, and as you yeah. say, it's complex. I, it's if nothing complex. else, I want my listeners just to sort of evaluate thanks. how they yeah. choose their charities. But Absolutely. thanks so much for your um, perspective welcome. on this. Thank you. You bet. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. All Marina, the best. Yeah, all the best to you as well. Marina Glogovac is with CanadaHelps.org. Got to take a break for news. And I want to open up the phone lines and texts because I've got a number of texts that I do want to share and continue this conversation on the other side of news. When it comes to charity. Charities. How do you choose where your dollars are going? 403-974-8255. Back after this.